What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome! Yes, welcome back, guys. And I tell you, we're going to get this podcast on each and every Wednesday. Glad that you're back with us. That's right. And uh, I just want to say this before we start the podcast. Every February, we do a live podcast, right? It's kind of in celebration of Valentine's. Yes. You know, we don't try to do it on Valentine's because... You guys probably already have plans. And not only that, usually food sucks on Valentine's Day. It's horrible going out. There's restaurants just try to get you guys in and out so they can get more people in and make more money. So we do these events where it's just kind of cool, calm. We do a podcast where we can laugh a little bit, have a little fun, meet and greets. Eat, drink. Eat and drink, absolutely. So... What we're doing is we're doing another podcast live February 18th. All right. It's at the Sony Hall, which is a nice, sexy place. If you haven't been there, I know a lot of you came to the last one. Yeah, we did our last live podcast there. That's right. And I really like it. Very nice. No standing room. If you buy a ticket, then you get a seat. Correct. So we're inviting you guys to come on out February 18th. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster. It's our February special. We do it each and every year. This is our third year. Yes. Can you believe it's been that long? That's right. Three years doing this podcast. It. That's right. So please come on out. We, you know, we have a great conversation, great celebration, great food, great drinks, and you guys. So February 18th, it's a perfect gift for your girl. If you don't know what to get your girl, take her to see us and let's have a great time. And it's perfect if you guys were one of the people that weren't able to get a ticket to the 100th episode celebration. Correct. I know that a lot of you guys DM'd us and emailed us if there was any way that you know, we can squeeze in another person or another couple or if someone canceled their ticket or couldn't make it or whatever to DM you guys. So all of you guys, there'll be another podcast. It's not going to be the same experience as Tao, but it will be a live podcast and there will be food and drinks and we will have a great time that night as well. Okay, so February 18th, Ticketmaster, get your tickets now and hopefully we will see you guys. So before we start the podcast, why do you have all that food in the bed? Because I always have food in the bed. I'm just telling you, you got a lot of food in the bed. You got chocolate covered pretzels. You have sugar cookies. Yes, yes. I don't even know what that other thing is. What's that other thing right there? Um, This is sandwich cream cookies, chocolate mint, mint flavor. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, these are homestyle sugar cookies. And these are, yes, chocolate covered pretzels. Mm-mm-mm. These were um, part of my gift from Mercedes for Christmas. So oh. I have to eat them before they go bad. Oh, all right. I'm on. I'm on my uh, eating better. Listen, I. You, mm-hmm. I'm on my eating better. Right, right. How many pounds? And am we I all down? have to suffer. No, you don't. I'm just saying we all have to suffer. We've gotten into two arguments so far since Rashawn's been trying to go really hard with his New Year's resolution about eating better and staying on somewhat strict of a diet. And look, I'm a supportive wife mm-hmm. and all, but. I don't really want to like go down on the sinking ship with you. It's not sinking ship. This it's is a freaking sinking ship. Yeah, no, because you take things too far. I don't. You take things too far, Rashawn. A fruity smoothie for breakfast, and then fruit for lunch, and then fish for dinner every day is extreme. I just don't do fish. I could do chicken for dinner. I I, I call it my detox diet. It's your own concoction. It's my own concoction. Shout to the detox doctors. They give they give me supplements for a detox. So I do the I do the detox supplements, and then at night I go off the schedule a little bit, and I have a little protein. That's it. Right, but a fruity shake for breakfast, mm-hmm. and then fruit for lunch. Fruit or vegetables for lunch. Yeah, yeah. like we, we don't have anything in common anymore. So now we can't even eat together. I'm sorry. So we got into an argument because, and the argument repeated itself about a week and a half later, mm-hmm. but. I was hungry. Correct. At a doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. He came with me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get something to eat afterwards. And he basically said to me, and it wasn't very nice, like, well, I don't want to go to a restaurant with you and sit there and watch you eat for two hours. I just had And ate. I was like, oh. I just ate. and You I, ate some fruit. You're going to sit here and lie to me and tell me that you weren't hungry after you I ate that fruit? Hungry. You were damn well hungry. I ate food. I ate you some fruit. You were hungry. And then you said, I want to go eat. And you lied about and it. And I'm like. I don't, no disrespect, but I don't want to go out there and watch you eat a fucking steak while I'm sitting here and I just had that fruit and, I, and I'm and i not eating. Right, because the fruit didn't satisfy you it and did. you were still hungry. I wasn't hungry. Because if you weren't hungry, then you weren't, wouldn't be tempted at the restaurant. No, it's if like- If you were so satisfied, you'd be able to sit across that table no. from me 
and watch me eat. No, and we could have just engaged in good conversation the way that we always do. No. And everything would have been copacetic. No. But no, your ass was hungry. Uh-uh. And that's why you couldn't go and sit across from me because you'd be tempted to order a steak too. No, it's not that at all. I'm, Where's I'm, the lie? I'm fat on the inside. Like I am big <laughs> on the inside. Like I like food. It does, I don't have to be hungry. I just like You have to be hungry food. to eat? No. Like I like food. I like. I actually understand I like, that. I like I vegetables. I like that. macaroni. I like meats. I like food. I love dessert. I love food. Yeah, you wouldn't have been able to suffer through that bacon wrap scallop. No, no. So if you put me in, without without sinking your if, teeth into it, if you it. put me in a restaurant where they serve food and it looks delicious, I have to try it, even if I'm not hungry. That's that's who I am. So you mean to tell me we're not going to go out to eat together until you lose twenty pounds? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that's we, what it sounds like. I'm, no, I'm not. saying Is that, that your goal? What's your goal? Uh, well, I'm down 11 right now. So if you ask me what my goal is, yes. I want to get down to about another seven. And then after that, I'm just going to stay like what I do. What I did last time is I lost all that weight. Right. And then I kept it off for three, four months. And then I just went ham. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and turkey. And turkey and, and chicken and, and steak and, and seafood and everything. <laughs> I did. But now what I'm going to do is I'm I'm uh, going to. Monday through, I say Sunday through Thursday, I'm mm-hmm. going to stick strict on a diet. Like what? Not a, I, wanna, I don't even want to say diet. I want to eat great. You're going to regulate right. your food. And then Friday and Saturday, I'm going to eat kind of whatever. So if you want to go out on Friday and Saturday, we can go. But so, Sunday, so if I'm hungry on a Thursday, I'm just dead papito. I mean, no. There's, there's a, a, a zillion health places that we can go eat that has healthy I just don't foods. think that both of us should suffer. I think if you're making this sacrifice, then part of the sacrifice should be able to come to a restaurant and watch me eat. And it's not even watch me eat. You can order fish or, like you said, grilled chicken or something like that. I don't understand why I, every time I, I tell you I want to go get something to eat, you look at me like, no, bitch. I, had ju- I just ate. I just ate. And you're saying... You know, I got to suffer. You have cookies where I'm supposed to be laying. Like, you have cookies on my side of the bed. <laughs> like, like you have cookies on my side of the bed. So, no. Uh, you're it's, not tempted by these cookies? No, I don't want cookies. I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. good. I just had some fruit. Well, I'm I'm very proud of your willpower, but I think that you just need to be a little bit more considerate. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I, well, you didn't you didn't eat that day, but I gave you meat later on. You're just gonna figure out a way. What? You're just, you're just gonna. Where, where do you get your material? What? <laughs> you want this meat? I'm gonna give you this meat. You're just gonna figure out a way, huh? Yeah, you want this yeah, meat? All right. I'm gonna give you this meat. I'm, I'm full. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So, where are we going today? Uh, I wanna talk about uh, Logan and the situation we had at Logan's school. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, I posted a picture, so a lot of people were asking. I said we were gonna talk about it on the next podcast, and um, we're gonna talk about it on this podcast. Okay. Um, now, um, during uh, during the Christmas holiday in the vacation, we had three weeks off of the breakfast club. So I was just basically home doing stuff that I really didn't get an opportunity to do, like clean the desk, like do little shit that you just don't get to do when you're home. You're like, I'm just going to clean, clean the desk. Yeah, I got to clean the desk. It was <laughs> yeah, all types of papers. That, in that sounds shit. so crazy. We have a desk in our kitchen that Rashawn pays the bills at and, you know, things like that. I so all types of shit in that desk. That's his space that I have to turn a blind eye to. Right. Because... I'm OCD and he keeps it a mess, but he pays the bills. So every day he's the one that gets everything out. The mailbox, he brings it back to the house. Correct. He dumps it in the desk. He opens up what he's going to open up. There's trash. There's open envelopes. There's nonsense. There's spam mail. There's all types of nonsense there. And it's a mess. I literally have to pretend like it doesn't exist. Absolutely. So I was cleaning the desk, minding my business. You said like people were going to know what you're talking about. cleaning out the desk. Like people are supposed to be like, oh yeah, he was cleaning out the desk. Cleaning out the desk. People Go know. ahead. And um, Gia called me. It was like, babe, read your text. So I read the text and it's a text from Logan. I'm like emergency. And the text says uh, something to the effect of. Uh, Mind you, I'm upstairs. He's downstairs. Can you pick me up from school? Uh, <clears throat> we're under lockdown because somebody they they think they found a gun in the school or somebody with a gun is in the school mm-hmm. wasn't as clear we really didn't honestly get it so we did what any parent would do we dropped what the fuck we was doing and jumped right in the car so what i did was i grabbed my protection i grabbed my dog and i jumped in the car and like let's go gear came downstairs and we're, we're jetting to the school his school's 15 minutes away mind you so we're jetting to the school so while we're jetting i'm like yeah call the school so Gia calls the school and a lady picks up and an old lady picks up and, you know, Gia's like, hello, how you doing? You know, is there something going on in the school right now? No, I said, um, I'm calling to find out 
if a gun has been found in the school. Right. She responded by saying, no. No, everything is okay. <laughs> that's, that's how she You sounded. be yourself, I'll be me. Go ahead. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. um, I said, mm. Now, mind you, when she said that, I was about to turn around. I was like, oh, Logan's just exaggerating. Everything sounds cool. But go ahead. Or maybe one of his friends told him some nonsense. As a prank or, or maybe joke. there's a right. joke or something like that. Because obviously, mm-hmm. the receptionist, the secretary, whoever it was that answered the phone would let me know right. if there was a threat, especially if I'm calling to inquire about this threat. Correct. But something didn't sit right with me. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? Maybe something is going on. Maybe you heard something from a friend. I don't know if a teacher knows. I don't know if the principal knows. But if there's any chance that there's a firearm at my son's school, I'm going to get him anyway. Correct. Even if we're as wrong as two left feet. It's okay. Right. So I said, you know what? I'm coming to pick him up anyway. So put put him down on the pickup list. Well, you know, uh, right now the school's under lockdown. We're not letting anybody in or out. I said, so no gun was found, but you're not letting anyone into or out of the school? No. I don't understand. I'm I'm not at liberty to, to tell you what's going on, but they're just not letting anybody in or out. At that point, I was livid. Here I am mm-hmm. calling right? because I've gotten wind of some kind of information. I call and specifically ask. She went out of her way to assure me that everything was fine. Correct. Until I told her I was coming to pick up my son anyway. Mm-hmm. Then you tell me that my son is potentially in danger. Then you let me know that there's a problem. You weren't forthcoming with that information. I had a very serious problem with that. Correct. I don't know what policies they have in place when there is a threat, but what I do know is I damn well don't agree with it. Right. So Gia was like, well, we're coming to pick up our kid right now. Okay, someone will meet you at the door. No, she, she said, uh, she said someone, someone will meet, meet you me at, at the, the door. door. That is right. what she said. All right. So we say, okay. So now we jet, we get up to the school, pull up around the school, and we see like four or five police cars. Mm-hmm. So we park in front of the police cars in front of the school. Right. Right in front of the front doors of the school. And on the steps were about four four police officers. Four police officers. Talking to, um, I'm not going to say who he was, but someone from the school. Someone from the school, right? <laughs> so Gia, Gia and I both hop out. I jump out. I grab the dog. And I proceed up the staircase. Now, people say, well, why'd you grab the dog? Why'd you grab the dog? Well, let me tell you something. The dog is a trained attack dog. Yes. Right, a trained attack dog, not one of those dogs that your your man got down the block. Like we box. didn't get him to play ooh, frisbee. Ooh, 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 ooh. Like no. he, he's not a frisbee dog. He's not that dog. I he, mean, he'll catch the frisbee, but that's not why yeah. we got him. I mean, he plays with the kids, but he's not that dog that your man got down the block. You let him he's go. He's trained to and, kill, and he'll no. When I send him, he goes. Like that. That's what I have to tell. Like when I like if I send him at you, he's coming. He's going to you. You know. So the reason he was there because if there was a threat or somebody in there. Where I don't have to risk my life and I could tell my dog go, he's gonna go. So that's why he's I brought my dog. just another layer of protection. You know, whether he could be utilized in a specific situation or not, he was just another layer of protection. Correct. So that's it. So we had the dog there. And- so I proceed up the stairs, and like I said, it was about four cops, and they were speaking to a representative from the school. Uh huh. <clears throat> and as I was walking up the stairs, the representative from the school didn't even look at me. Mm hmm. I could have been Michelle Obama uh-huh. and he wouldn't have noticed. Mm-hmm. But as I'm coming up the stairs, he reaches his hand out and he pretty much like waves me off. I tries to warn like, you. Like shoo. Like shoo. Now I meant to tell you this too. What? I, I really felt like he did that because you're a woman. Because I don't think if I'd have walked up them stairs, he would have shooed my ass. I don't think he would have shooed you either. I don't think he would have shooed my ass. Absolutely. I don't think he would have shooed me. I think because if he'd have walked, because I would have said a whole lot of profanities. But anyway, go ahead. So I said to him, I said, excuse me, but who are you shooing? Mm-hmm. And then he looked at me in surprise. I said, I'm here to pick up my son, Logan Casey. And he said, well, we're not letting anyone into or out of the building right now. I said, are you going to proceed to tell me why? Mm-hmm. Or do you expect me to guess? And the police officer could tell how irate I was. Right. And he said, um, the school is on lockdown right now. And I said, why? He said, there's a threat. And you could tell that he was trying to be 
accommodating. Right. But it was clear to me that he wasn't at liberty at that moment to say any more. Right. So then I looked at the representative from the school. I said, you see, that's how you deal with a parent that's at a school to pick up her child where there's a threat. You give them information. You just don't shoo them away. What am I supposed to walk away twiddling my thumbs wondering, is there a gun? Is there a bomb? Is there, you know, an assailant? In the right. school, um, am I really just supposed to guess? I said, you deal with me re- with respect as though I'm, an, I'm a person that's concerned about the welfare of my child. Correct. And then he was like, okay, basically. Right. So then I walked back down the stairs and I got into the car. So now we're looking at, you know, the front doors of the school to see, you know, if we see any kids inside oh, so or whatever. I, I wouldn't get back in the car. So now me and the dog is sitting on, standing on the sidewalk. The dog is sitting, looking at everybody that walks by, ready for action. Right. And there there was police presence there. Police presence there all but over. But they couldn't share with us for right. whatever reason. I'm sure that there's a protocol. So right. clearly the school was in lockdown. Right. But it's just very interesting to me. And I want to know what you think about that. Uh-huh. That if there is a threat. And I don't think it's just that school. It's probably the policy of many schools that they don't call the parents right away. Right. I understand that they have to ascertain the threat and figure out whether there actually is one, um, the degree. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they obviously don't want pandemonium at the school. Reasonably, that makes sense to me. It does. But at the same time, if your child is in danger, I just feel that you have the right to know. So there's no, I feel as though there's no middle ground between those two points of view. I mean, I get both sides. I get if you're the school, you don't want to call anybody and cause mass hysteria with every parent trying to pick up their kid. Right. Then people can't get into or out of. There's going to be a gridlock. There's going to be panicking. And if there's something happening, ambulance, emergency services have to get in. But as a parent, I don't want to hear that shit. I'm here to pick up my kid and I'm going to get my, my kid out regardless. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to get him out regardless. So that too, like, I, I obviously I heard that there's a threat. And I'm here to pick up my son. Like, let's do this the right way or we're going to do this hard because I'm going to get my son. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, one uh, a, a cop walked up and he knew who I was from the radio. And he was like, hey, I'm a big fan. And he was like, hey, you know. um, Cool guy. Cool guy. He was like, hey, you know, there was a bomb threat. And that's the reason why the school's under lockdown. So, you know, we have the dogs here. Just give us a second. And then I'll give you more details. Mm-hmm. Now, that's all they had to say. That's all that they had to say. Doesn't mean I wouldn't have been up there. Doesn't mean I wasn't worried. But at least let me know what's going on. So so then. Wait, wait. Before you say, you know what I thought was interesting? What? That it seemed as though we were the only parents there for that reason. Right. There was two other parents that came in that time frame. Uh-huh. But they didn't seem concerned. It didn't seem as though they were there to pick up their children for that reason. It seemed like they were there maybe to pick up their kids for a doctor's appointment. Correct. Or something like that. Correct. So I'm thinking to myself, these kids at this point, they know they're in lockdown. Nobody's saying they're calling their parents or texting their parents. And if they did, nobody's rushing up to the school. Right. You were sitting at home waiting for a phone call. Yeah. No, you're right. But, you know, even crazier. So when you told them who your son was, my son is Logan Casey. You know, the guy that was in charge of the school went to Logan's class and made all the kids, took all the kids' cell phones. Yes. Which pissed me off. Yes. Took all the kids' cell phones so none of the kids can call and tell their parents until they figured out what was going on. Uh, The police walked down and asked me if I could put my dog back in the car Mm -hmm. because he said we're going to sweep the school and he didn't want his dogs or my dog to interfere with his dogs mm-hmm. so he went and got them he went and got his bomb sniffing dogs and he swept the school and it was nothing mm-hmm. and when they said it was nothing the first kid to come out that door was logan <laughs> yeah they went and got logan immediately like get this little out of here right like get him out of here but what made me upset was the next day in school one of the teachers came up to logan and was like you know we were very mad at you so logan said for what he was. They were like for using your phone and calling your parents. But I don't think that they're not allowed to use their phone. I think that they're allowed to use their phone. I don't know. Um, not during class. Not right. They're allowed to have their phones on them. It's not right. as though he's walking around in school with the phone that he's not allowed to possess. Correct. Okay. But I didn't like that because, and I told Logan, I said, that's what you're supposed to do. 
I said, if you feel funny, you feel awkward. I you don't feel care a about a policy. I and I'm not the person that will thumb fuck. my nose at authority or anything like that. But when it comes to the safety of my children, you pick up the phone and you call me. Absolutely. I don't care what anybody tells you. Absolutely. If they come and say, give me your phone, don't give anybody your phone. Right. If you're somewhere in that building and there really is a threat, there really is a shooter or something, I need to know where you are. Absolutely. I may need to assist in telling you what to do, how to remain safe, how to get out and keep you alive. Absolutely. That's my job as your parent. I understand that they have policies, but I don't necessarily agree with their policies. Not at all. And and give me your phone. And I was mad at oh that we were upset with you because you use your phone. I don't give a fuck who's upset. How about that? Right. How about and, you tell and, those and Logan, teachers? Logan, you don't give one either. How about you tell those teachers because you did what was right. Something's going on. You don't know what's happening. How do you tell a kid not to call their parents? Call me immediately when they're in danger. Yeah. How can that be the problem? How do you tell a kid not to call their parents? No. No. Call me. Matter of fact, I will be there. And like I told him, look, you see, I'm there. I'm there with everything. I'm going to get you out. I'm. I don't give a fuck what's going on. Me and your mother will get in that school like Spider Man, like a ninja. <laughs> like I don't care what I got to do. I don't know about all of that. Rashad. I'll be a I don't know if that's possible. I'll be a new superhero but with a dog. Go, I know. definitely know what our intentions are. Correct. I, I know I can't scale a building at the same time, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna make all those promises. Like we'll get in there, but I know that I have conflicting feelings with the way. That it was handled. Absolutely. And I know that there's probably a lot of teachers that listen that fall in line with these policies. But I'm wondering if you're also parents. Do you agree? Do you just sit so back and say, teacher, I'm allow the school and the police to figure it out? No. Give, like give if my you're a teacher song. and this is your job to uphold this policy. But if you also have children, do you agree? Right. I would really like to hear from you and, and know what you think. And yes, again, we understand you don't want mass hysteria. Correct. You don't want pandemonium but how do you walk that line how do you keep parents informed when their kids are in danger right do you support a kid not calling their parents when they're in danger absolutely because i feel like regardless of whatever sense you make on the other side of the equation a parent needs to know when they're children's lives are in danger no yeah absolutely right so and i need to know that so like i said logan Anything happens. I don't give a fuck what goes on. You could be in the middle of a test. You text me, Dad. What's the answer? No, that definitely not that whatever. <laughs> definitely not what's the answer. Dad, there's, there's some shit going on and I need some help. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was very upset with that. Yeah. So, so luck, luckily, nothing. Yeah, luckily, it, was, it didn't amount to anything. Correct. It was a false alarm. We don't know where it stemmed from. I don't know if they do. It's not like they let us know. But then after the threat was over, they did send... Um, a phone call. It's like an automated phone call. Yeah. Uh, basically letting everyone know what had happened, that there was a bomb threat, the school was in lockdown, everything's under control, and the children are safe. Right. Essentially. That's but, what the message conveyed. But for what everybody else that needs to know, I'm a ninja. You're not no damn ninja. And I'm a Spider-Man when it comes to my son. You're a ninja and Spider-Man? That's going to be the name of this You're podcast. Of I'm a ninja and I'm Spider-Man. That is not going to be the name of the yes, podcast. Yes, it is. <laughs> Not. I'm a fucking ninja when it comes to my family. That's the, I'm gonna be ninja. No, I'm a ninja when no, it comes to my family. No. Yes, it is. Yeah, so you're getting a little bit of pushback. I don't really like that title. I'm a ninja when it comes to my family. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds so ridiculous. I don't care. I usually let you go with the titles, but that one, yeah, not so much. We'll figure out another title. Let's right. see if you're inspired later on throughout the podcast. Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. Combining compassionate customer service with modern tools and technology, all in the service of love. Now, Zola is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register with free wedding websites, your dream wedding registry, affordable save the dates and invitations and easy to use planning tools. Start with a free wedding website. It takes just minutes to set up and you can choose from over 100 beautiful designs that fit any style and every type of wedding. Put your Zola registry on your wedding website so guests can get all the details they need and buy your wedding gift in one convenient place. Now, if you're getting 
married is the perfect thing. If you have a family member, Zola will work for you. Now, to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola, go to Zola.com slash KC Crew. That's Z-O-L-A dot com slash KC Crew to get $50 off your registry today. All right. Zola is reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. Shout to Zola. All right. Well, let's get to the email of the week. Okay. I'm in such a crisis and I desperately need advice, guidance, understanding from such a classy, graceful woman. Uh-huh. I don't know who she's talking about. <laughs> a woman with a husband and small children. My fiance left one of his phones at home while he was out at work. To me, you know how that, that always ends bad, right? You know that. <laughs> <laughs> we already know what yep. this is leading up to. To make an extremely long story short, I saw an Instagram DM conversation between him and another woman happening in real time about sex they had the other night. Mm. How it was so good, blah, blah, blah. This woman immediately had me packing up our small babies, 20-month-old son and 3-month-old daughter, and getting my ass out of there. The only thing about it is that I lost my job back in April and haven't been back to work yet, so I have no income. We also have a business together that has me 15000 in credit card debt, so I have no cushion at all. What the fuck am I going to do? How do I approach this? Do I bring it up now or wait for an exit strategy? Completely lost. I'm not in a financial position to leave right now, but this for sure will break us. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. What is her name? Uh, She didn't leave her name, so I don't want to give her name. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, very, very sorry for you. So um, what do you think she should do? Hmm. How old are her children? Uh, let me go back. Her children are 20 months old and a three month old. Wow. There's little, little babies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, my first instinct is to tell you to pack up and leave. Mm -hmm. But that is a hasty response. Mm -hmm. If you're certain, like you stated, that this will end your relationship, mm -hmm. that tells me that you have zero tolerance for what some people will call a mistake. Uh -huh. Clearly, not a mistake, but an error in his judgment, an error in his decision making. Correct. But if you have zero tolerance for it, you know yourself and you know what you're willing to put up with. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be hasty. Okay. Um, I have to ask myself, why should you be the one to get up and leave? Okay. Because you're talking about an exit strategy. Right. Why are you the one that's talking about packing up your things? Right. Why is the question not, should I kick him out? Mm -hmm. Should I ask him to leave? Should right. I insist that he leaves? Especially you have the kids and he fucked up. But since you didn't, suggest that or use that as one of your options i'm assuming that maybe it's his house or his apartment that maybe you moved into mm -hmm. maybe his name's on the mortgage his name is on the lease Correct. maybe you don't have as much staying power mm -hmm. because i think that that would probably be probably be something that you would have considered correct and something that would be the obvious choice right if you know that you don't want to be half of that relationship anymore mm -hmm. so if it's you that has to go, mm -hmm. I think that you should get an exit strategy in place. You think so? Yes. Okay. Because otherwise, I don't know if you have other places to go. Mm -hmm. I don't know if your mother is with us. I don't know if she's nearby. She could possibly be in another state. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she's someone that you may want to live with. I don't know what that situation is. I don't know if you have a friend that will take you in. But even if you did... That's a very, very sticky situation. Correct. Asking a friend to help you out when you have children. It can get complicated and needless to say, it can ruin a friendship, especially considering you don't have a form of income right now. So you can't compensate her for staying with her. And because of that, you don't know. And on top of that, you don't know how long you're going to be staying. Right. So if you don't know how long you're going to be staying and you can't compensate her, that's just a concoction for a mess, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But you have a nice, comfy place that you reside at. 
you're not the one that messed that up. Right. So I don't think that you should be the one that has to be um, inconvenienced and have to pack up your stuff and get up and go. Right. I think that you should be able to stay there until you're good and ready to leave, until you're comfortable, until you're financially sound, and then you move on. Correct. In the meantime, I would let him know what I discovered. He's probably going to create like a whole big smoke screen, create a big distraction. You shouldn't have been in my phone. Mm -hmm. When you look for something, you find it. Correct. Who knows? The type of thing that a lot of men will do. They will react like that. I don't know if yours will specifically, but be prepared for that in case that he does. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have been in his phone. Right. But you were. And you found something that shouldn't have been there. Mm -hmm. So then you put both offenses on the scale. In which way does it tip? Who gives a bleep how you found out? Right. And the fact that you shouldn't have been in his phone. His you know what shouldn't have been where that was either. So there you go. So with that taken into consideration, I would end the relationship and say, we're going to have to coexist, but we're not together. You are not my boyfriend. I'm not your girlfriend. They're not married, right? No. Okay. We're not together. But we're going to coexist until I can get on my feet. And once you do, then I would bounce. See, I think with her, she has to figure out what she wants to do and how far she wants to go at first. Um, he cheated. Um, obviously, you caught him cheating. Is that something that if he apologizes for and forgives, will you give him a second shot? Will you give him a chance? Um, I don't think you need to make that decision under duress, meaning... You have to make that decision under the household where he is and feeling like you can't leave and you can't move and you can't make a decision because you're, quote unquote, leaving in his house. I think those are the decisions you have to make first. I mean, we don't know if it's his house. I'm, I right. just suggested that as a reason why she didn't suggest for him to leave. Right. But you have to figure that out as at first of what you want to do yourself. Not about him. Not about that crib. Not about what's going on. Figure out what you're comfortable with. And I would have that conversation with him. I would talk to him and tell him what you found and tell him how you feel and see what his what he says. Like like he said, at first he's going to be like, well, if he says, well, why are you in my phone and this, that, and the other? Everybody's going to say that. That's just the <laughs> that's just the first reaction that people say. And it's the only thing they can say. Correct. That's why. Like, there's nothing else you can say. That's the only card that they can play. Right. right? Okay. You know, you know your man. You you know him. Well, you think you do, and it's one of those things. He made a decision, and you have to figure out what you want to do. You know, um, he, you can't be forced into a situation. So you have to figure out if, if, if what you want to do is, you know, is he sorry? Is he um, for if is he asking for forgiveness? She is, said that it will for sure break us. Right. She seems as though she has her mind made up. Right. I mean, but you never know what's going to happen after a conversation. You never know what how God will sway a situation. You never know what somebody will do. So. Before you just say, all right, I'm leaving and I'm just that and the other, you need to step to him and, and tell him what you found and have that conversation. And then from that feeling, decide where you want to go and what you want to do. So let's say that her feeling is exactly how she thinks that her feeling is going to be mm -hmm. when that time comes and she wants a separation. She wants to break up all right. and end it. Mm -hmm. How do you think she should go about it? Go about it. Do you think that she should have an exit strategy or do you think that she should just try to bounce? Um, I I think that she has to be on her feet first. She, I mean, it's it's impossible to just bounce. Like you said, they, if if they live in the same house, then maybe she if she does not want to do it, then she should separate. Then he stays in one room, or he stays on the couch, and she stays in the bedroom until she figures out how she wants to move or how she wants to go about it. You know. But if you can, I definitely think that you should ask him to leave. Yes, yeah. I mean, if he has somewhere else to go, I definitely wouldn't want to be around right. someone that disrespected me like that just days ago. Correct. You yeah. know, I, like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want them in my presence. So I would definitely have that conversation and then decide what you want to do. And from there, make that move yourself. But I would try not to I would try to make that decision of of figuring out what you want to do and and then having that conversation with him and see how he acts. See if he's, you know, sorry. See if he's saying, damn, I fucked up and trying to get you back. Ask for reasons why. Talk to him. Have that conversation. And then you decide what you want to do. Don't let him force you. Don't make you feel like you have to do anything because you live in a house with him. You make that decision based on what you feel. Yep, I agree. All right. 
Let's go to another email. Um, hey, Gia, I really need some advice. I'm 28 years old. My ex broke up with me a year ago. We dated for four years and basically left me for another woman. A couple weeks after the breakup, I found out I was pregnant. I went ahead and had an abortion without telling him because he asked me for no contact. And if I loved him, I would let him go. I also come from a strict West Indian household that having a baby and not being married would have been the end of the world. About a month or so after he starts to text me and I ended up telling him and he shamed me and called me a dumb bitch that supposedly this would have fixed things and made it easy for him to come back without having to look like an asshole, basically, and that he didn't want nothing to do with me and I'm dead to him. A couple of months from that, we started speaking again. This time I found out he's dating a girl we both knew and knew about the whole situation on both sides. Since then, we have been messing around, talking on and off, and it doesn't go nowhere. It's a complete mess. We talk uh, block each other then block each other again that's how it's been going he basically says he can't come back because he says I deserve better than him and what he did and he can't forgive me for what I did but I had no option I had to do the best thing for myself he did the best thing for himself himself oops sorry as of right now I told him I don't think we should have any contact with one another because there's no reason unless it was to figure things out I don't hate him uh, I only want the best for him and I want the best for me. I just know how I feel stuck and lost. We both actually listened to the podcast. He said he wrote in uh, when he first broke up and told me to listen. I don't know how this works or if I will get an answer, but I really need some guidance because I want to be free and open to love again. Sorry for blowing your your uh, emails up. Okay. All right. First of all, uh, I don't want to say your name, but... Uh, He's playing games, right? And if he's listening, bro, you're playing games. Um, yes, he broke up with you. He left you for another chick. You got pregnant and you did what's best for you. And that's fine. I, You know, I don't have no problem with you. you, you problem with that. You did what's best for you. He did what's best for him. Cool. Now, the fact he comes back and says, oh, if I if I knew you were pregnant, I would have came back. No, a baby, a baby doesn't make you come back. I don't want you because we just had a baby. I want you because you love me and we love each other. Not because we have this baby and you feel... Like you have to come back. And then the fact that I got an abortion and I'm sure you just didn't say, okay, it's Tuesday. I'm gonna go get an abortion. No, you probably had to think over it, mull over it. There was nobody to talk to because you just said you can't talk to your family. You can't talk to him. So you had to make that hard decision on your own. And the fact that he called you a dumb bitch for doing it, there's no reason why you should ever take his call again. You know, I, you know, things happen in relationships. Yes, absolutely. And even if he left, you for another woman and then found out he should have been compassionate he should have mm-hmm. said damn i'm sorry you know i wish i would have been there i wish you'd have told me you know uh, you know those are the type of things that's the type of person you want to be with not the guy that's like oh you fucking dumb bitch i would have came back that that that's not inviting for you to come back i wouldn't mess with him ever again but let me ask you a question let yes. me interrupt you really quickly yes yes um i think that that situation kind of begs the question did he have the right to know before she had the abortion, regardless of his own indiscretions. I mean, I think she should have told him. I, I, I absolutely positively think she should have told him. But right. but if you leave me high and dry for another woman, mm-hmm. I don't I don't have to tell you nothing. We were in a relationship and you just bounced on me and, t- and went with another chick. Do you chick. think that you don't have to tell me anything, even though the life that is being carried inside of you is half mine? I mean, I think that she should have. But she right. probably I, that, that's that's the clarification that I want to make. I, I think that she should have told him, but it's understandable that she did not. Right, she could have told because of the way that she was left absolutely. high and dry. She was left high and dry. And she was she's like, dealing with her own thoughts, exactly. feelings, and emotions. She was probably she was probably like, "Fuck that!" No, he left. Right, me but high I don't want to ignore the other side of it right. either. You know, we have to be fair. Right, and right. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, the conversation would have been like, "Look, I'm pregnant." And I'm having an abortion. Whatever. Fuck you. You left me high and dry. I'm out. But the fact that you left her high and dry and she couldn't call you and this, that, and the other. And no, I got an abortion. You did what was best for you, homie. And now I did what's best for me. Mm -hmm. Now, I told you because 
I felt bad and I told you and, and you still call no, me a I dumb bitch. I told you bitch. because it's the right thing to do. And I'll be honest with you. She did the right thing. I, she shouldn't have told him. The fact that he... Now you're being... No, no. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it now. You just reverted. Now. No, the reason I'm thinking about it is his first, his first thing was you dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you're calling me a dumb bitch, I did the right thing. Mm. I made the right move and I made the right decision. Mm-hmm. You call me a dumb bitch after hearing I aborted a, our child, I did the right decision. So just playing devil's advocate. Yes. You don't think that it's possible that he has the right to feel hurt and he reacted inappropriately by calling her that name? No. No. No, 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 no. After somebody just got an abortion and broke down to tell you? Because some people look at abortions differently. Right. Like, I remember when I was younger, I knew a girl that had 12 abortions. Wow. You don't remember? No. There was a girl that we both knew. You probably forgot. She wasn't prevalent in our life or anything, but she had 12 abortions. She's wild. She, she was a lot of things. She's using abortion. <laughs> no, she was using abortion as a, as as a condom. Like exactly, that's crazy. Exactly, she was using abortion uh, the abortions as birth control. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, and then there are people that it affects a lot more deeply. Support for today's show comes from the Youth Testify, a program of the National Network of Abortion Funds and Advocates for Youth. Young people face significant barriers and stigma when trying to get an abortion. In many states, young people have to get permission from a guardian or prove to a judge that they are capable of making decisions about their own bodies. They have to schedule multiple appointments around school or work, often risking disciplinary action by schools or employees. All right. Now, depending on where they live, they may need to travel long distances to get their appointments. And often they have to raise hundreds of dollars to pay for their procedure. We need to trust young people to make the decisions that will inevitably impact their bodies and futures. That's why the youth testify storytellers and young people around the country are sharing sharing their own abortion stories and leading the fight to ensure all people have access to abortion care free from barriers and stigma. Visit youthtestify.org to learn more. Resolve to rest this new year. A quality night's sleep helps you recover from distractions faster, prevents burnouts, make better decisions, improve your memory, and overall make fewer mistakes. It's not marketing. It's science. Now, design a better mattress. Lisa leveraged over 30 years of experience and hundreds of hours testing to develop the perfect mattress for all body shapes and sleeping styles. Now, true story, I have about seven Lisa mattresses. I have one at the studio, so when I work late at night and I got to take my couple of hours nap, it's on a great Lisa mattress. I mean, it puts me right out and it feels so good getting up. My body doesn't hurt. And I have a couple at the house. My kids sleep on a Lisa mattress and I sleep on a Lisa mattress. Lisa mattress is it, all right? Now, start 2019 well rested. Get $160 off a Lisa mattress at lisa.com slash Crew. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash Crew. KC Crew and use promo code KC Crew at checkout. All right. Now I'm not gonna lie, we use it, we love it. Lisa mattress, try it. You'll love it like we do. But anyway, go ahead. Um, I don't remember what I was. Saying. You were saying that um, you were talking about abortion. And- oh yeah, there are other people that have very strong religious mm-hmm. convictions about abortions, Correct. and then there are people that just have strong emotional convictions mm-hmm. about abortions. So I'm thinking it's possible that he may have his own convictions, whatever they are about life and when life starts right. and, you know, the mm-hmm. whole conversation that comes along with that. So if he reacted that way, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, is he just, um, I don't want to use a bad word. Is he a not so nice person? Right. Or could he have been overcome by emotions because of how he feels about life? Do you understand what I'm saying? No. No, you I don't. Mean, I mean, I understand what you're I saying. I have to play devil's I advocate. I don't agree I have with to it. at least entertain right. his point of view because it's not being spoken for right, right I, now. I understand right? what you're saying, and I'm trying to pull it back up because she calls so left. I understand what you're saying, but I don't respect it. You see what I'm saying? It's like I leave you high and dry, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, you're hurt. Right. I'm not saying that's my point of view. I'm just posing the question. Right. Right. So I'm, I, I feel a way. So because I feel a way, I get an abortion. And the first thing I say is, you dumb bitch. 
Mm-hmm. No, nah, that's not right. I don't I don't care how you look at it. You know, even if he felt the way calling somebody a dumb bitch after they just had an abortion is foul. It's wrong. Right. Because at the same time, he could that could just be his personality. Right. He can be the type of person to demean another person, call them out their names, yell, scream, curse mm-hmm. and be disrespectful. That could be his personality. Correct. Or it could be that he was emotionally distraught and he spoke out of his nature. We don't really know which one that is. Right. I, I don't know, but I'm just telling you how I what I would advise you to do. So that was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of the problem? What other part? The fact that they still speak to each other all the time? Well, they seem to be on and off. They block each other, unblock each I think other. she's comfortable with They're him. involved, right. then they're not involved. He starts seeing somebody else, and then they're back together. It's like a ping pong match of a relationship. Right. Excuse me, I was yawning. I saw that. Uh-huh. So for me, in my opinion, if when I'm if I'm in a, if I'm in an, if I'm in a relationship, mm-hmm. I want to be taken seriously. Correct. I want to feel as though I'm loved, respected, and a priority. Correct. If someone cheats on me, leaves me, wants to see me again is with somebody else at another point. We're arguing, we're fussing, we're fighting. We can't get on the same page. It's clear to me that you don't value Mm -hmm. me. You don't see my worth. A true appreciation isn't there. And because I've allowed this behavior, you're comfortable playing those games with me. Correct. You're comfortable coming and going as you see fit as you please, because you know that I'm going to be sitting here waiting for another bout of disrespect. Right. But if you show him a different woman, if you show him a different person that he can't treat that way, right. then either he won't and he will be there or he'll go off and do it regardless right. and you know what you have mm-hmm. because that's a big part of it isn't it sometimes we just have to assess the person that we're with some people are just cheaters mm-hmm. they cheat now they may apologize apologize they come they go they may cheat later uh-huh. they may cheat for the rest of their lives some people don't have a loyal personality and as you as the other half of that relationship you have to assess who you're with you have to know what you're dealing with if you allow it you're part of the problem absolutely so you need to have a firm stance in the relationship with him first you need to assess your own self Mm -hmm. you need to figure out how do i feel about this person right do i love him do i feel as though i genuinely don't want to be without him do i love his personality what are his qualities what are the traits that i admire that i look up to if you have a hard time answering those questions, it could be what you said, a relationship of convenience. Mm-hmm. He's been there. He's gone. He's come back. You know him. Even though it's an uncomfortable relationship, it might be a comfortable relationship right. because it's what you know. What you know. Exactly. Right. But you have to set the standards to do better for yourself. Absolutely. You have to be your own advocate. You have to stick up for yourself and say, This is what I want. This is what I expect. And if the man in your life can't fall in line, then you really have to move on regardless of how difficult it is. Absolutely. And for me, it seems as though you don't have a strong stance. Mm -hmm. And that's why all the nonsense is going on. But it doesn't seem as though either of you take the other one seriously. Right. And as long as that's the culture of your relationship, It's not going to go anywhere and you're just going to be sitting back and you can expect the same to recur over and over and over again. So you have to stand up for yourself and see to it that it doesn't. Absolutely. And I I totally agree. And don't feel bad for yourself. You know, you did what's best for you. Yes. Be strong and fuck them. There's other fish in the sea. Right. All right. (laughs) Well, um, it's time for us to get up out of here. Okay. I'm heading to Africa tomorrow. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm going to take a, a bunch of pictures of you tonight while you're sleeping because you sleep <laughs> naked and I'm going to be wanking off all over South Africa. <laughs> you just go to different parts. I'm in my, in my park hotel. and no. then just get in out my, in my hotel. <laughs> pull out your phone. 
in my hotel. <laughs> Poor South Africa. In my hotel. <laughs> so again, don't forget, uh, February 18th, we're doing our February show. Each and every February, we do a live <laughs> show. So hopefully we'll see you guys. Just hit up Ticketmaster or SonyHall.com. Get your tickets. You know it sells out fast. So get your tickets. We'd love to see you in the building. Again, that's February 18th. There's a lot of stuff going on. Also, I'll also tell you about a real estate uh, seminar. Hold on a minute. You may not make it to South Africa if the airport shuts down. Have you you looked into that? I'm going to make it somehow, somewhere. They pay me. You're going to fly? I'm going to get there. You're going to get in a boat? I'm going to get there. You're going to row to South Africa? You know how we make a a Brooklyn fly? Like we hold her up and make her fly? I'm flying. You're going to hold me up and make me fly. We're going to get there somehow, somewhere. No, but seriously, did you check in on that? I mean, I won't be able to know until tomorrow, so. Yeah, some airports have shut down because of the whole Trump government shutdown thing. So really? Some, yeah, because some, some airports don't have enough um, personnel to work. TSA agents, some of them aren't showing up, and it's been a real, cl- it's been a real cluster. Ble- what, what about if I get there and can't get back? That can't happen. <laughs> then you then you seriously better learn how to fly. Hey, I I'm just chilling in South Africa. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, was, I, you know, I love South Africa. Then you better figure out a way to, to make everybody fly so we South can all Africa. be over there. All right. Well, also, uh, so don't forget, February 18th is mm-hmm. the uh, podcast, live podcast in February. Hopefully we get to see you guys, Ticketmaster. And also, there's a lot of people that hit me up all the time about real estate. Uh, you know, we're doing a seminar. Our next seminar is coming up January 27th in New York. Um, and people ask, oh, do you need money? Do you need money? Do you need money? Yes, you do need money. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, no, you don't need no money. You need money. If you want to invest, you need money. Do you need a lot of money? What people think? No, you don't. Depends on the size of the house. I mean, the other day, uh, we bought a, a house for $100,000 and we were able to put 3% down. Now, 3% of $100,000 is $3,000, and it was a three-unit house, and we rented out the three units. So there are ways to get homes with putting little to nothing down, and we will give you some of that advice during the seminar. We will have people there from agents to hard money lenders to conventional lenders to construction people to property managers and all that. So, again, that is January 27th in New York. You can hit Eventbrite for more information. I can't wait to see you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Quick question. Can yes, you get ma'am. tickets for the live podcast on Eventbrite as well? You said Ticketmaster. No, Ticketmaster for the live pro- for the live podcast. Oh, no Eventbrite. Because it goes through Sony Hall. Oh, okay. Got all right. it. But the other one is Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully on time. I'm not going to say hopefully. We will see you on time. Yes. Oh, yeah. definitely on time for next week. All right. Well, I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. You look so pretty, too. Oh, you got your you. bun up. <laughs> I'm going to try to knock that bun off tonight. Yeah, whatever. Not okay, with can my we head. wrap? Thank you. I'm going to knock it off with my Thank you. Very, like a golf. You just said that. Like, like, like a like, golf club. Like, and a, you're so... <laughs> all Go right. ahead, close up. Thank you. All right, I'll say it again. I'm DJ and and I am Gia Casey. And that was another <laughs> edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles, you're so stupid.